FYI, I'm coming off of a particularly harsh bout with congestion and a cold, so keep that in mind when you listen to today's shorter episode. So on with the show. Podcast drinking game. Take a shot anytime I say Raven. We're comparing That's So Raven with Raven's Home on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kidflix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and go with your twin brother to share acting roles. Yeah, take that, Sprouse Brothers. I wonder I wonder if Dylan Sprouse on Riverdale, if he sometimes taps in for Cody, or Cole, crap. I think it's confusing that Zach is the character played by Dylan, but Cody is Cole. It's like, you could have any name in the world, why would you stick with the first two letters of your name? Anyways, um, so I'm rambling a little bit, and it's not because I'm... I don't have a plan. I don't have a plan. I will tell you that for this uh, episode of Kidflix, but it's also, I don't have a guest. This is the first episode that I'm attempting to do sans guest. And I know what you're thinking. Sans guest isn't Horatio Sans. No, Horatio's busy. He's, you know, doing anything else. But I, I still want to put out an episode today. I didn't want to leave you all on the line, all three of you. But I, I'm really curious about this. So uh, Disney Channel um, just recently started releasing its uh, new spinoff to the hit sitcom That's a Raven. And I call it a hit because I think everybody can agree that it was a hit. So I'm recording this uh, basically only hours before I release this uh, podcast. And uh, they've released three episodes. Um, I've watched... So for comparison, so today I thought I'm going to compare the original That's So Raven with Raven's Home. I watched one episode of each because I don't have time to watch a bunch of episodes of a show that I liked as a kid. I liked it, but that's about it. So anyway, the premise of That's So Raven, for those of you who don't know it, is that That's So Raven, it stars Raven Simone as Raven Baxter. She has psychic abilities, and she's a regular high schooler, just like you or I. And she has all these fun costumes and stuff. So that's basically That's So Raven. And Raven's home... Oh, I've been saying Raven's house. I, th- I feel like in the theme song they call it Raven's house as well. Whatever, Raven's Home. I'll call it Raven's Home. I have the Wikipedia page up. I'm going to be respectful. Raven's Home is Raven and her best friend Chelsea. They have kids and they got divorced. So now they live in a cool house together with their three wisecracking kids. Raven has twins and Chelsea has a one really small scrawny kid that kind of looks like uh, DJ Qualls. You know DJ Qualls, guys? This is really lonely doing the podcast without a guest. I f- I'm sitting in my basement on the couch and I, and I just watched a ki- That's a Raven all by myself. And I was like, "Man, I want to turn and be like, "Hey, did you see that?" But no one no one turned around. So, 
what's similar about these two shows? They both star Raven. And and also, keep in mind, I watched these back-to-back. So I watched um, the pilot of Raven's Home, and I forgot the episode title that I watched of That's a Raven, but it's the one where Chelsea falls for a boy, and then Raven finds out, spoiler alert, at the end, that the boy doesn't feel the same way. Yeah. Like, they're not afraid to talk about heavy stuff. Okay, it's called A Dog by Any Other Name, because the boy's name is Jake, and as we all know, Chelsea's dog is also named Jake, and how can you date a boy that has the same name as a dog? I know I can't. That's that's worse than finding out that the boy you're dating is a <laughs> Republican. Boom. I love roasting people, you know? I just did that right now. Oh, it's also... Like, it sucks Chelsea and Raven couldn't catch a break with these boys. Well, it was weird. Okay, so in this episode, Raven, uh, the entire episode, she keeps obsessing over this boy that she thinks is really cute. I mean, I'll give it to you. Raven thinks that every boy is cute. But this one in particular was really cute. But uh, she had never talked to him. I think she said they, they saw each other at a burger place, and she didn't say anything. And then she called his house and asked if it was like, Dave's Pizza, and the guy was like, no, and then she hung up and went, ee, or something like that, because she's boy crazy, but anyway, what was I talking about? Okay, yeah, so they're both kind of in this dating mood, and Raven has a vision, yay, Chelsea's gonna have a boy friend, great, and she's gonna squeal, or whatever, and she does, okay, so that's basically the entire story, also, Orlando Jones, what's his name, Eddie, Eddie, so Eddie, his whole story is that he's sitting in the fr- he has to sit in the front row of the English class, and the teacher spits a lot. And like, it was really I didn't like that at all. Like, you just see this forty five fifty year old man just saying a lot, like enunciating really well, and just spitting all over Eddie. And I mean, If I were a high school student in that scenario, I don't know exactly what I would do, but I feel like I would just excuse myself to the bathroom in the very least, because, I mean, I can only assume, unless they're on block scheduling, that this is a 45 to 50 minute class, and Eddie is getting pummeled by spit. And all those words that I just enunciated, that would have even just showered Eddie even more. And so that's the entire episode, basically. It's uh, Raven wants Chelsea to have a boyfriend. Raven wants a boyfriend, and everybody's like, he, he's not your boyfriend. He's just a guy that you've looked at. Uh, and then Eddie's getting spit on by an older man. Uh, and that's really the entire episode. Um, and then just quickly going to Raven's home. So it's the pilot. So you're being introduced to all the characters. Um, I could not tell you any of the characters' names offhand, so again, I have Wikipedia up. Um, So, of course, we have Raven and Chelsea again, but we also, Raven has twins, Booker and Nia, uh, and Chelsea has a son named Levi, and they also, so they live in one apartment. I want to say it's a duplex, but I I couldn't tell how many bedrooms there were. But they also have a next-door neighbor named Tess, who's, she's very sassy, And I didn't like her at all. I thought she was really annoying. 
I'm going to say it. I'm sorry, actress that plays Tess, who also raps. I wasn't sold on your character in the pilot of Raven's Home. Oh, man. I, I don't think I can afford to lose another listener, though, of this podcast. So I apologize, Sky Cats. But so what happens in the pilot of Raven's Home is um, Booker, one of Raven's kids, discovers that he has psychic abilities. And he... He is he is one to weave tall tales, okay? The tallest tales you can even imagine. He'll say he says that Bruno Mars stole dance moves from Justin Timberlake, who stole moves from Booker. And he also Booker also says he is a good sl- uh, slam dunker. Just is that the term? A dunker, and he cannot dunk because he's a small boy. He's nine. I could not tell you how old these kids are. Like, I teach children during the school year, but I, I could not pinpoint how old these kids are because I guess they, they're in middle school because I think middle school is just the age that they automatically put Disney Channel shows in now. Is that okay? I think that's a change that they've been doing lately because I feel like it used to be they were all, all, the, all the kids were in high school, like ninth grade. I mean, except for Ned's Declassified. But other than that, they were all in high school. Because high school, for kids, it seemed as, like, really cool. Like, height of, you know you know better than your parents, you know? But I think they've, they've kind of slowly been moving everything to middle school now. Because they want to actually match the kids' age. This is not interesting. I'm, I'm really just talking aloud. If you find this interesting, or... Okay, if you've lasted this far... Use the hashtag, I'm still here. And hopefully not that many people will be tweeting about uh, that Bob Dylan biopic that came out years ago. So I'm still here if you're actually listening to this, me rambling and barely talking about Raven's Home and That's So Raven. Also, keep in mind, I'm not going to be rating these officially. They're not going to go into the ranking system. I'm still going to talk about what I thought about these shows in those categories, but because I don't have a guest to kind of help even out what could be considered controversial opinions and statements, they might not be, who knows, but I don't want to mess up my little vibe that I've got going here. So the entire episode is basically Booker discovers that he has psychic powers and he wants to tell Nia because he keeps seeing visions of her or one where she gets hit by a uh, an exercise bag, like a punching bag. That's the term a punching bag, not an exercise bag. An exercise bag is what you carry your gym clothes in to the gym. And Nia gets mad at him. Uh, Levi's just there to be, he fall, he falls into a uh, tuba at one point. That's Booker's first vision is that Levi falls into a tuba and then his pants get stuck. So he has to get new pants from the lost and found. I'm realizing now there's like a couple weird parallels between these two seemingly random episodes that I watched because I didn't watch the pilot of That's a Raven because uh, I didn't include Chelsea. And since she's such an integral part of Raven's home, I couldn't ignore her. But uh, yeah, but I digress. So le- let's talk about kind of just the general vibes of these shows. So it's a Disney Channel show. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. My guests have definitely talked about it, that uh, Disney kind of brings a certain style to it, a certain style of humor, a certain style of acting. 
Honestly, all four of the criteria that I set for the grading system, um, typically, uh, there it's it's pretty pandering to the audience. Just like you're a kid and you're the only sane one. Uh, there's plot where it's just like it's simple. I mean, not necessarily a bad way. Just it's a straightforward thing. Like uh, it's this happens and then this happens and then this happens. Like there there's not a lot of kind of like interweaving storylines. Yeah, I would say that the acting is kind of very much wearing your emotions on your sleeves, just like, ah, uh, Chelsea, blah, 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 that. And then the humor is just zany all over the place, just all over the place. And, uh, I kind of felt all of those things during these shows. So th- let's first start talking with that. So Raven. So, um, it is fine. I remember loving it as a kid. It was always on kind of the Saturday morning kids block on my local NBC affiliate here in Philadelphia. And I would watch it. I would laugh. It was super funny. And then now I totally remember being like, look, I I remember this episode vaguely. And I remember watching that before and being like, that's so great. Oh my God, this crazy what's happening. But watching it now, I just got annoyed at everybody. I got annoyed at Raven for not just talking to a boy or just being being like just calming down a little bit. I think Raven in in that so Raven needs to just like take a deep breath and be like, okay, what do I do to make sure this vision doesn't come true or totally does come true? It really depends on the day for her. Um Eddie, he's too cool for school. He there's like this weird part where he raps in the middle. And I was like, he, he's acting like he freestyled that, but he clearly wrote that a long time ago and was just waiting for somebody to diss him. So that was that. And then Chelsea is good natured, but real dumb. She, she slammed her, she got her, she got her sweatshirt stuck in the locker. And so she had to get it out and she got all tangled. It was a whole mess. And the entire time, I I just wanted them to, you know, just be people and just come up with solutions for their problems rather than just being like, oh, what what is going on outside of our three-person friend group? Which is a little sad. They can have more people in their gang. They had had that one girl in the episode that was, again, if I had a guest with me, they could help me remember these different plot points and names, but this one girl... Kim's, it might have been Brenda Song, I'm not sure, from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but she's like, hey, I'm having a party. I'm bringing my boyfriend, they're bringing their boyfriends, and Raven, you're bringing a nobody. Boing. It was a it was a sick diss. The studio audience went, oh. But, so, the big thing that happens in this episode is Chelsea gets really infatuated with this guy named Jake, who has the same name as her dog, also named Jake. And uh, she 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 doesn't know how she's going to deal with it. She's like, I every time I say the name Jake, I'm going to be thinking about my dog, which I guess I can understand. I mean, my dogs have never had human names, so I can't really relate. But I, got, I get what you're saying, Chelsea. So Raven and Chelsea dress up as 
boys very lazily, I might add. They just wear a baseball cap, essentially, and then walk with a weird swagger. Just like a very just weird swagger, like I'm basically grabbing my crotch, but I'm not going to show me grabbing my crotch on the Disney Channel. That kind of vibe. And it it they're trying to give Jake a nickname so that Chelsea can call him by that nickname and therefore not think of her dog when she's talking to the boy. So that so that takes up a solid chunk. But then the very so close to the end, Chelsea's like, I'm going to go get ready for my date with Jake. I'm OK with him being named Jake. And, Chelsea, uh, and Raven gets a vision that Jake doesn't really like Chelsea. And that's the entire thing. That's the entire vision. It's just Jake in the locker room with the guys. The one guy goes like, hey, uh, Jake, are you going to go out with that Chelsea girl again? Here, you know what? Let me just play it for you real quick. Here it is. Here's the vision that Raven is distraught over. You guys want to shoot some hoops after school today? Thought you were going to meet that girl after school. It's Chelsea? Nah, it's just not there for me. <laughs> is it sad that that boy doesn't like Chelsea? Totally. But is that like a huge thing? I don't think so. I think it's totally reasonable. Uh, minded, in the in this episode, and maybe I missed something, but they they just had lunch together. And maybe, like, talked on the phone once. And... Like that just destroys Raven, and she, it's this whole emotional scene where she has to tell Chelsea that this boy wasn't super crazy about her, which also Raven sees the future, and that conversation hadn't happened yet. So potentially, this could this could have been like a couple weeks down the road, right? That's what I think, and so. What ends up happening is, and and it's played very genuinely that Raven has this conversation and Chelsea's like, you know what? It's okay. I, there'll be other guys. And it's this whole thing where Raven and Chelsea are like, oh, we didn't have boyfriends last year and we were still like totally fine. We were still best friends. We had great experiences. And so the episode seems to end on that note. And then they do this weird end of the show almost post credit scene where Raven walks in in her boy costume and she's like yo dude do you mind if I take out that Chelsea girl and Jake goes yeah man she's all yours and then Raven goes yeah she's taking me to see the Lakers front row seats her dad's the manager of the Lakers and then he goes oh man and then uh, Raven walks out and that made no sense to me because he seems like a nice enough guy. Look, maybe I give people the benefit of the doubt too much. Maybe I think Jake is cool. I don't think he was attractive. He looks he looks like a Gilmore Girls extra. He looks like he looks like the callbacks for Dean before Jared Palad Palaniac. Whoever played Dean, I can't think of his name. He's on Supernatural now. Like it, he just looked almost handsome. Is that weird to talk about? A show from 12 years ago? Some guy that was in one episode? And it probably hasn't worked since? I don't know. Uh, what if he listens to this too and now he doesn't listen? I mean, I'd be just surprised if he lasted this long. Because I don't think anybody... La if this is your first episode... 
I'm sorry. Like, next week, we're going to have a lot of fun. I promise. I haven't recorded that episode yet, but it's I have it set up. We, we just had a scheduling snafu, you guys. It happens. Life happens. Life comes at you fast, and if you don't take a second to look around, you could miss it. Did I butcher that line from Ferris Bueller? Yes, I did. Also, one thing I really quickly want to mention about this episode of That's a Raven. So I, I found just one of those skeevy websites I to watch it on. It, it was The one I watched it on was called Gorilla Vid. And so they basically just, it looked like someone took it from a VHS and put it on the internet. And so there was this great little crawl during the show, and it said, 88% of DisneyChannel.com voters say the best bag for Raven is one she makes herself. And I couldn't agree more. That is a nice bag. That is just a real nice bag. And so, That's a Raven was a successful show. That episode was fine. I remember they had that episode about racism. That was like, I remember it being good. Maybe I'll watch that for this, for this podcast at some point. Probably won't. But this was a huge success for Disney Channel. It was the first show in its history to get a spinoff and to reach 100 episodes. And it was huge. Like, Raven was a big star. She was on Cosby's show. She did Cheetah Girls. I think during this show and definitely uh, afterwards. And so she, she was like a huge name for uh, the old House of Mouse. So it made sense after Co- Corey in the House tanked after I think it was two seasons because people didn't really care care that much about Corey. I mean, oh, okay, crazy thing in this episode. So Corey shows up, uh, Raven's on the phone with Chelsea, and Corey grabs the phone from Raven and is talking to Chelsea and he asks her if he could watch her work out, which was super weird. Um, I didn't like that at all. And then, so Victor, uh, Raven and Corey's dad is also in the scene and they're talking about like nicknames and stuff. And Victor turns to Corey and goes like, you know, I'm just going to play this clip too. Cause it's crazy. It's not going to work, honey. There's only one place where guys can get a good nickname. Unfortunately, girls aren't allowed. Where? Aha. Uh-huh. Tell her, son. The gym! <laughs> so, you missed a weird visual gag, which is Victor walks over to Corey and says, you know, tell her, son. And he says, the gym. And then both Victor and Corey start flexing. And that was weird. And I was like, oh, they're going to go to like, you know, like a place with treadmills and exercise bikes and weights. Now they just go to gym class. And I never got a nickname in gym class. I mean, I was good. I was a baller at kickball. I played badminton like a champ, but I never got a cool nickname. And these nicknames suck. But anyway, that was just a weird tangent. I had to mention that weird scene. But let's talk Raven's home. So this show takes place 10 years after That's So Raven ends. And like I said before, Raven and Chelsea, they're both divorced. They both have kids. They live together. The kids are quirky. And I don't like the next door neighbor. How does it compare to That's So Raven? It it felt very the same. Like, I, I think this is my problem with reboots especially tv 
reboots, it's like, I don't know. There, there was so much of an outcry for more episodes of That's a Raven or, uh, a reunion show or just like more episodes. And I get it. Everybody wants to see more episodes, but I mean, like, you know, Arrested Development wasn't great. And I don't, I don't know, it's it's a lot of people my age, a lot of millennials, and I know we all love to hate on how crappy millennials are, but in this particular instance, I mean, why why are all these, like, 25-year-olds or so, they all want some show that is not geared for them anymore to, why do they want that? Like, Bill Nye's Netflix show? It was requested by people in their mid-20s, and now instead of being aimed at kids, it's aimed for people that age, and it's just this weird show. Check out Bill Nye Saves the World on Netflix. It's not that good of a show. I'm going to say it right here. You disagree? You come visit me in my ivory tower. But That's Our Raven, it was a show that obviously I very much liked it as a kid, and watching it again, I was like, oh yeah, there was a time that I really liked this show. But never in my mind did I think, oh, we need to revisit those characters. Because that's what you think a, a reboot or a revisit is all about. It's about kind of checking in with these characters after all these years. And, I mean, it's a, it's a sitcom, which is in itself, just all the characters are in stasis. And it's a Disney Channel sitcom, so it's even more just nothing really happened. And I know I'm ruffling feathers, but you know what? Save them. You can have you can have those feathers. But what I'm trying to say in general is like reboots or sequels or continuations. I feel like if the idea is there, and there's really a societal need for it, and you really think you have a different take on it, then go for it. Toy Story two and three they they both expanded the Toy Story universe and told us a, a different story. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, the little bits that I saw, it seemed to clearly be a different type of movie. It wasn't just like, because it, it was so long after the other Mad Max films that it, it it didn't feel as much of like just cashing in on the name of Mad Max. My brother's name is Max, and if he's listening to this, I hope he's not a Mad Max. I don't think he listened this far, I'm going to be honest. I don't think any of you are. I I don't know why I'm being so mean to all of you and myself. Why am I doubting that you all are listening? Who knows, maybe at 1.30 in the morning, I'm being charming right now while failing at talking about Raven's Home. So Raven's Home. Is it very similar to that So Raven? Yes. Is it monstrably different? No. Does it feel like they found old scripts of that So Raven? And then just kind of put these characters' names on it? Eh? So one thing I had forgotten about the original That's a Raven and, and watching both That's a Raven and Raven's Home, I realized there are several visions per episode. I thought, I thought the whole show was there was one vision at the beginning, like they get the vision at the beginning and then the vision comes to fruition at the end and they're like, oh, we understand the context of it all. But Booker had three visions, Booker being Raven's son. He fall, he sees Levi, Chelsea's son, fall into a tuba 
then... Oh, wait, no. He only has two visions. This is not important. Because Raven has a vision where her other daughter, Nia... I didn't have it up. Yeah, Nia is like, Booker, Booker, Booker. It's all about Booker. And then she spends the entire episode trying to be like a good mom. And it's weird. It's classic Raven. And and then Booker has another vision where Mia, Nia gets hit by a punching bag. You know what? Here's a problem with Raven's home. Raven is exactly the same. And keep in mind, Raven was, I don't know, 15, 16, when... Raven, that's how Raven came out. And mind you, like, obviously she's, she was older than her character, but she was in high school. And so that's a certain level of immaturity. Meanwhile, in, in Raven's home, she, she, she has the exact same kind of immature tendencies. She doesn't quite dress up. She doesn't really dress up in this episode, unfortunately, but she, to try to save the situation, she always ends up misbehaving. I, st- I started trying to say something genuine, and then I realized that that was the lyrics for the, the That's a Raven theme song. But Raven is not good at saving the day, I'm going to say it. But then again, in That's a Raven, she was a teenager, and that was okay. But now she has two kids. She's, like, divorced, and she has to, you know, she has to take care of kids. And meanwhile, the end of the episode... She gets suspended from her kid's school. She's not allowed to visit their school for a couple weeks because she ended up hitting a bunch of tennis balls with her butt. Then one of the tennis balls hits the gym teacher. And then that causes the the punching bag to get, like, unhooked. And then it hits her daughter. How, How fucking crazy is that? If you heard that a parent in in your kid's school did that you that's just so weird of a thing she she went to her kid's school infiltrated their gym class to get them to be friends again and like look my mom my mom and my dad they weren't hands off but they were like oh we'll tell a teacher or something to keep it on the radar but we'll deal with it and Oh, weird fact, the principal of a Booker and Nia's school, uh, Leslie David Baker, a.k.a. Stanley from The Office. So there's that. Also, if you haven't seen his music video that he produced, I think during the last season of The Office, I can't think of the name of the music video. But if you look up Leslie David Baker music video, or whatever his name is, if I'm saying it wrong, he... The video is like he there's like a big house party going on and I think he he gets oral sex from like a a model. It's super weird and I can't I can't tell if it's like him trying to be like funny or if it's him trying to do like a song of the summer. So guys, definitely look that up. So that was a little, that's a little snippet of the Raven's Home theme song. It's pretty good. I listened to that theme song as well as the That's a Raven theme song. And I got to say, I think that one's better. The Raven's Home one. Because That's a Raven, there's a, there's a rap in the middle. 
by Orlando Jones. Is that his name? I feel like that's not his name, and I'm being a dick. His name is Orlando Jones, right? Orlando Brown. Who's Orlando Jones? Guys, I'm going to look up Orlando Jones right now because I can't think of who. Who's Orlando Jones? He's... Oh, that's right. He was one of the original cast members of Mad TV. Okay. Did I say Orlando Jones before? Did I just say it now and now I derailed everything? I... Who knows? Guys, it's 1.30 in the morning. But anyway, uh, Raven's Home has a really fun theme song. It's it's not as catchy as That's So Raven, because, you know, That's So Raven is... That's so Raven in the future, I can see. Yeah, but at the same time, this... I feel like Raven's Home, I could listen to that theme song more. Like, if there was a marathon on, I would probably still, like, jam to it by, like, the fourth episode. Meanwhile, That's a Raven. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to learn The Rap in the Middle by Orlando Brown. Not Orlando Jones. Orlando Brown. But that's about it. I mean, the best part of That's a Raven theme song is at the end. She hits her name and says, yep, that's me. Brown. And in Raven's home, she goes, yep, that's us. Because it's not just about her. She's not being self-centered. It's not her show. It, I mean, it's still her show because her name's in the title. But it's everybody's show. All these crazy kids and the one that I don't like. They're all part of Raven's home. I, re- I kind of want to watch more Raven's home just to see if they get into more detail of their divorce. Like, okay. Raven's Home, it's, I can't believe it took me this long to remember this thought that I had when I was watching Raven's Home, but it's so much like Fuller House. Though I will say Fuller House has so many stupid gimmicky, like, remember Full House jokes? Well, Raven's Home has a couple, maybe a few just like, remember how Raven is this way. And she does say, oh, snap, which is her catchphrase, of course. But other than that, they really give the kids room to make this their show. Cause that's another thing that I watched the first couple episodes of fuller house and I had no idea what these kids were and who they were and why they were. Cause it was really just about their moms, AKA the Tanner sisters and Kimmy Gibbler. But this show, it like there are scenes without Raven. Yeah. It's Raven's home, but we're also learning about the people that live in Raven's home that aren't Raven. I mean, I still have no idea who this Levi kid is. You know, Chelsea's son. So I'm try I'm trying to compose my thoughts. It's it's late at night. I this was kind of a last minute idea for an episode. Still get an episode out, but I didn't want to kill myself watching a movie and having to talk about it all alone. I mean, I'm gonna say that's a Raven. I had very fond memories of it from being a young boy, but now I have no need for it. It's it's a thing in the past for me. And if there are reruns on Disney Channel, then that's great. I'm sure that the kids that are watching Disney Channel would love it. But Raven's Home, it's... I feel like they created it and announced it so that people my age that grew up with That's So Raven would be excited and would watch it and get... They would get that 18 to 49 demo. But it's not for us. It's really not. It's similar to... Uh, Girl Meets World, how it was kind of made as a sequel to 
Boy Meets World, and it wasn't really for the adults. It's just like some other show that I can't think of. You know what was a good sequel series? The Sweet Life on Deck, because it was created because everybody liked Zack and Cody, nobody liked the mom character, and so they just continued it, but in a different location. It wasn't, it was outpour from the fans and kids that were of appropriate age to like it. Like, I, my whole point watching this is, I think it's weird that grown-ups without children would be rallying for a That So Raven reboot and then subsequently watch it. I think it's more, it's, it's, that just doesn't really work for me because I think we have plenty of media our age and nostalgia is great, but if your nostalgia is constantly being fed, then what's the point of kind of remembering stuff? I feel like this is a Rick and Morty episode. Is this a Rick and Morty episode? Who knows? But anyway, I need to think of a new rating system when I'm alone. So I'm going to say, is it, does it get two Mickey Mouse ears, one Mickey Mouse ear, or no Mickey Mouse ears? I'm going to say, that's so Raven. When I was a kid, easily would have gotten two Mickey Mouse ears. But now I'm thinking... 1.4 Mickey Mouse ears. So, I don't know, that's a C plus, maybe, in terms of ears. And then Raven's Home. I liked it. I think it has the potential to be better. Because I think I love Raven a lot. She's a great person. She's a great actress. I think her being a motherly figure and kind of being not a secondary character, but kind of not always the center of attention in a show. I think that's good. I was exhausted after watching That's a Raven with all of her harebrained schemes, but now she gets one harebrained scheme an episode and she deals with that. I've also only watched one episode of Raven's Home, so I can't tell you if this is how it is for every episode. But regardless, that's how I feel and that's why I'm giving Raven's Home, wait for it, 1.6 Mickey Mouse ears. That's right. Yeah. Look, I know you're probably at the gym. You're driving. You're walking. Take a second. Take a breather. Calm down. Yeah. I rated a reboot higher than the original. But you know what? This is my show, and I don't have a guest to give me blowback on that. But anyway... Let's end this episode because I need to get to bed and this is kind of just an episode to tide you over. Hopefully you are curious about this show and want to see it. If you did see Raven's Home and agree with me, disagree with me, whatever, tweet at us, send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, email, whatever. I say it every week at KidFlixPod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, KidFlixPod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Please support the show rate and review us on iTunes. And also, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Wiseman, M-I-S-T-E-R-W-E-I-S-M-A-N. That is all for this episode of KidFlix. It's a little bit shorter. I think that's okay. I don't think anybody could have dealt with a full hour of me talking, so we'll deal with 30-some minutes. But anyway, thanks for listening. We'll have a regular episode next week. And go, go, Gadget, and show.